There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to a shiny new episode of How To Be Sound, hosted by me, Rosemary McCabe. This episode of How To Be Sound is what a professional might call special... But because I'm a realist and a professional, I'm going to call it different. So today's show is the first I've done where my guest is not actually in the room with me, because she is in fact halfway across the world from us all. Well, if you're in the same place as me, you could be in the same place as her. I'm hoping things will run smoothly, but as I've now expressed that hope, it seems really unlikely. So all the same to quote Ira Glass, stay with us. Just a little heads up before we get started. There is going to be a slight change in sound quality at some point throughout this chat. Hopefully you'll be so engrossed that you will not even notice. But we had a little bit of a technical difficulty between our recordings. So at one point we're going to switch from live recording to a Skype recording. You probably will notice the difference, but I'm hoping that it won't affect your, your listening pleasure too much. Today's guest is food stylist, photographer turned entrepreneur, Jet Verdi, all the way from Singapore. Jet, welcome to How To Be Sound. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. I mean, this is very Irish of me, but the first thing I want to know is, tell me about Singapore. Is it really very clean? Is there no chewing gum anywhere? There's no chewing gum anywhere. There's no litter. There's no dog poo. (gasps) There's no anything. It's amazing. But hang on. (laughs) Are there dogs? Yeah, there's so many dogs. So many dogs. Everyone has a dog. But no, everybody picks, you know, the stuff up, which is really lovely compared to when we lived in Dublin. Yeah, I mean, it seems really ridiculous, but I'm really astounded. I'm like, surely there are some people who just don't don't pick it up. Well, yeah, I mean, you'd think so, right? You know, like no one's watching, you have a sneaky look around, it's late at night, but no, everyone's just very, I don't know, it's like they have this sense of duty, like it's just not the done thing, which is really nice, especially when you've got kids, because like they just want to put everything in their mouth, of course. Oh, yeah. And, um, and is this- so that helps. <laughs> Is this like a cultural thing? As in, are they just very, very law abiding or are there really big penalties if you don't, like if you drop something on the ground, what happens? Well, I mean, the police don't come out with guns if you accidentally drop something, but they're a nanny state, right? Like they're used to this and it's just the way it's done. It's just the way. I mean, yeah, I'm sure being in a nanny state has its disadvantages, but that sounds pretty nice. What brought you to Singapore? So my husband's job, really, we wanted to leave Dublin. It was just getting too expensive, if I'm honest. Oh, for yeah, us. fair. Um, and like, he's from New Zealand and he's been in Ireland for 12 years. So we were like, OK, let's just apply everywhere and see where we get. Singapore came up and I've been craving to be back in the heat for a while. Yeah, we decided to make the move when our daughter was three months old. Wow. And, and and what are the temperatures? I mean, another very Irish question. What's the weather like there? Is it nice? <laughs> it is blue sky. It's about 32 degrees with about 95% humidity. Oh, that doesn't sound that nice. So, well, it's nice because everyone has a swimming pool here oh, in yeah, their apartment okay, blocks. So it's lovely. I don't know. It is nice. It is like I don't miss having to wrap up 
or worry about what the weather change is going to be like in two hours time. Yeah. I mean, I walked to the studio this morning in like what started out as not a lot of rain and then turned into a whole lot of rain and a lot of wind. My hair was oh, ruined. Man. I didn't have a brolly. I mean, the brolly would have been ruined anyway. Yeah. But like brollies are pointless in Dublin. I feel. Yeah, that's kind With of what wind. you don't miss. Yeah. But like here you just walk around in your swimsuit all day if you're not going out. So it's kind of great. That does sound nice. How long were you in Ireland for? I was there for five years, actually. Yeah, so quite a long time as Yeah, well. that is quite a long time. And is, is there anything, I mean, weather and litter aside, is there anything you do miss from Ireland? Oh, absolutely. Oh my goodness, the food scene, definitely miss that. Singapore is not great food-wise, I have to be honest. That's been a real shock to us. And, like, when we moved to Dublin... Especially when I moved to Dublin, the creative community there was unbelievably amazing to me. They fully welcomed me wholeheartedly. And it was just so amazing to see that collaboration ethos and we're all in it together and what can we create together? Let's have a go. That was just incredible. So I miss that because like here in Singapore, freelancers don't exist. They just have no clue what that would even look like. Oh, interesting. And like work hours here are crazy, crazy long. So we do really miss Ireland, actually, I have to say, despite apart from the weather and the litter, we do really miss Ireland. But, you know, it's good to change it up and we don't know how long we'll be here for. And where are you from? Are you from New Zealand as well? No, so I'm from the UK originally, but I've kind of been an expat kid all my life. I've lived around the world. So I was born in the UK, but I mean, I don't really feel like I'm anything in particular. (laughs) And because of Tom now, my accent is kind of a bit weird and, you know, odd. Yeah, well, I mean, it definitely, now that you say it, I'm like, oh yeah, of course you're British. But when you were saying that your husband was from New Zealand, I was like, oh, maybe that's a New Zealand accent that I just haven't been exposed to that much. So Yeah, it's okay. So <laughs> what are you doing work-wise in Singapore if there's not a big freelance scene? Yeah, so basically when we came out here, I had kind of quit my job anyway. Like I was had my own business as a stylist and photographer. But because we had Molly, I was just being a mum for a while. And we moved out here when she was three months old. So I was kind of like, you know what? I'm just going to take this time to be a mum, see how that goes for me. And I managed that fine for about six months. And then I was like, there's more to life. Like (laughs) personally for me, I was like, this is not fulfilling me at all. I need creativity and I need to see people. And I'm bored out of my skull with this little baby all day, every day. You know, I love her. Don't get me wrong. But like... I'm not one of those people who was like, okay, wow, I'm fulfilled now. I've had a sprog. Like, I was definitely not like that. And I've always just been really fascinated by menstrual issues and female bodies. And especially when we had a girl, I kind of freaked out a bit, to be honest. Like, the way the the world is for women at the Mm. moment. um, Like, the body shaming and the photoshopping and just the crap excuse my language you know that comes at us regularly you'd actually sorry you'd easily know you've been away from ireland for a long time if you feel you have to excuse the word crap like that is very very mild (laughs) i was like what 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 am i allowed to say on this show oh you can say whatever Um, you want okay so yeah so i just i had a moment where i was like oh jesus christ like something needs to change and actually i can't 
sit around and wait for someone else to be the change like what is really standing out to me how do I feel like I could best do this like at first I was actually looking to go into biodegradable single-use nappies but the research that I did the technology just isn't around so like if you're buying biodegradable nappies right now if there's any parents listening that's total crap it's only biodegradable in really specific conditions which means in a lab basically so like you think you're being really good to the environment but actually it still just ends up in landfills in the oceans it's really crap and I didn't want to start a company based on an ethos that was like this is really good for you this is really good for the environment when actually it was just crap Mm. so we were always going to do female sanitary products and it just made sense to start there instead and hopefully then like have our own scientists who can create technology etc etc to make the biodegradable nappies down the line because there are sanitary products out there that are like chemical free good for the environment etc etc so when she was about six months I was like okay I'm gonna get a business mentor I'm really gonna do this properly this time see what happens yeah so that was it, really. And so, tell, so this is the company that you founded, which is called ILO, is it? ILO? Yeah, yeah, it's called ILO. And we launch on International Women's Day on March the 8th. Oh, that's nice. Which is really exciting. Yeah, and so we are, we're actually Asia's first organic cotton subscription service, but we are worldwide. So we actually have two depots, one in the UK, which I'm actually trying to move over to Ireland, and one in Asia, which I look after so the UK Irish one will do Europe and I'll do APAC, which is Asia Pacific. And are you looking to move over to Ireland because of Brexit? To be honest, my business mind isn't that genius. <laughs> it's more because I just, I want a reason to be able to come back to Ireland oh, every you. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like see people and go to the West Coast with Molly and show her where she was born. You know, that kind yeah. of thing. Like, And Ireland is amazing. Like it's a great country. So if I could bring my business there rather than the UK, which I don't particularly have any... Ties to. Yeah, you know, like, why not? Yeah, yeah, it is nice to be able to kind of forge a link. So to the brass tacks of ILO, what's different about ILO tampons? And like, why should we care? Or, you know, why would people buy them over, say, Lilettes or Tampax or any other brand? Yeah, for sure. So currently the sanitary product industry is completely unregulated, which means that the mainstream companies and any other company for that reason, but like mainstream companies don't have to write the ingredients, don't have to write the processes down, don't have to divulge any of that information. So if you look at a mainstream tampon, let's say, versus my tampon, which is 100% organic cotton, in a mainstream tampon, what you'll find is there'll be chemicals such as like dioxin which is a byprocess of bleaching because it's not like pure organic cotton there'll be like stray polyester fibers basically the list of toxins and chemicals in a mainstream tampon is really really scary and the reason why you should care about this information is because you'll bleed if you have a period, for about 40 years of your life. So while the amounts of toxins in each tampon, okay, you could say if you're using a one-off, two-off, like it doesn't really matter that much, but you're putting this in your body month after month after month and year after year after year. 
there's research that has just come out where basically like all of um, these kind of endocrine diseases and immune system diseases and endometriosis are all linked to chemicals that are found in mainstream tampons and sanitary pads, which is really scary considering these guys don't have to put anything, any information on their packaging at all. Yeah, and it it seems really odd to me that something that you put in your body for like sustained periods of time. So say if you bleed for 40 years and you bleed for just less than a quarter of, of the month, you're bleeding for eight years straight basically for your life and you're inserting things inside your body that are entirely unregulated, which seems totally mad. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, like, it comes down to a lack of education if we go right back to it. Like, at school or wherever you're taught about periods, you're generally taught that it's, like, six days on average that you bleed. But your menstrual cycle lasts for a minimum of 25 days. Like, even the information about your menstrual cycle can have such a massive impact on your life. So... Like, it's not just the products that you use and it's not just products that we're trying to sell to you. Like, I'm really consider Ilo an educator as well because I want these girls who are coming of period age and boys, for that matter, trans, you know, like, I want them to have this information in their toolkit so that they know, like, in the week leading up to when they get their period, they always feel really tired because gesturing levels are so low that they can't like help your body with the massive, massive dip in estrogen, which means that you're going to feel really shitty and lazy, but you're not lazy at all. Yeah, it's you know? just that your body it's is like doing something that you... Yeah. I mean, I exa- think, I think exactly. a big part of it is that we're not... Not that we're not taught to understand it, but because as women in so many parts of the world, periods are seen as being so shameful that we don't talk about it in an open and honest way. Like I had a conversation with my mother the other day about periods. We were sitting at the dinner table, actually, and it's only in the last kind of two years that I've been able to even bring up the word period in front of my dad and not have my mom shut me down immediately. Because I've started going, you know what, mom, like, I think dad's old enough now that he can endure a conversation about. And, you know, like, I'm not sitting there going, let's talk about blood. Let's talk about clotting. I'm, I'm literally like, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll mention it or something. And the other day we were talking about it and she said something like, I just don't know. You know, you all love talking about your periods. I just got on with things. And I said something like, well, I mean, I think it's really interesting that, you know, you probably just didn't really realise like when you were getting your period or didn't really. I said something about um, ovulating and I said, I can tell when I'm ovulating. And she went, what? And I was like, you know, like when you're ovulating. And she went, how would you be able to tell when you're ovulating? And I went, because your your discharge changes, at which point she went like purple yeah. and was like, your dad's in the room. <laughs> but, but, you know, it was, it was one of those things that I was like, yeah. it's really strange that you've never had this conversation with your female friends. And I do think that's changing slightly, but I think it's the same for young girls because there's this real stigma around it. Yeah, for sure. Like the research we did, it was heartbreaking when we got the information back from like our surveys and questions and stuff. Like in Ireland, especially, it was like one in 15 women like my age, which is 36, was told by their mum that they would get the period. The rest was like left to some teacher at school Mm -hmm. or like they thought they were dying I mean okay even if you don't like talking about bodily functions whatever like that's a separate conversation but like I just feel that heartbreaking thing of like yes I've been through it myself of course I'm going to talk to my daughter about it so Mm -hmm. she doesn't feel like she's dying or has something wrong with her you know whatever it is yeah like it's just it is like the conversation is definitely changing but there's so much more to do and I think that again 
for me and Ilo, like, it's really about getting men and boys involved in the conversation, not mm. only because we have, like, this rise and change in our sexuality and gender, but also because do you know what like none of us would be here if we didn't have our period Mm -hmm. like let's not make it out to be something so horrific that we can't talk about it and also let's not make it out that every single emotion I have is because I'm on my period like I'm perfectly capable of having an emotion and it not being related to my period yeah but but also sometimes it might be related and that's fine yeah exactly exactly I've had people in the workplace, you know, I remember one guy said something like, oh, are you and your period, you know, like being hilarious? And I was like, oh, yeah, I am actually. And I'm still like getting on with my work and you're still a shithead. And he literally like sat down and, and like went completely white. But I was like, what, <laughs> you know, what do you want me to say? I know. And it is, it's tough. Like those barriers are still there. But every time someone talks about it or every time someone sees it on social media and there's that awareness or they're like oh well so-and-so's talking about it so I can talk about it too Mm. you know then a barrier's broken down and we really get to just being able to talk about our bodies and how they work and function and survive for us every single day and I mean it also means like the more comfortable you are with talking about your regular normal everyday body bodily functions the more able you'll be to talk about it if something goes wrong because obviously there are loads of people who end up not loads but you know what I mean when somebody ends up with cervical cancer or somebody has endometriosis and they, or, or polycystic ovaries and they've been suffering with it for ages because they haven't wanted to admit to someone oh I think there's something wrong or like you know you hear these stories of women who go to their male doctors and the doctor will go oh that's just your period and you're like no I think it's something you know I think it's more it's really painful I'm bleeding a lot and the male doctor will just say like oh here now hashtag not all male doctors but like you know what I mean no absolutely and I mean that's a big part of it is like I think we have forgotten how to be in tune with our body you Mm. know and just sit and be with our body like you must know like with your personal planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Training, that kind of thing, is like, as a female, our energy dips so much. And like, maybe you change your exercise routines Mm -hmm. for a customer if they're on their period or just about to get their period. But like, when they're ovulating, they've got so much energy, they might be able to push it a bit more. Like... These are just things that people don't think about generally, Mm. but they can be such a benefit 
to our lives. You know, like I gave our period journal to a couple of friends of ours who have got teenage daughters and they really found it incredible. Just not even the fact that they were tracking their period, but they were writing down more about the emotions and how their body was feeling as the month went on. And they were like, I've always given myself a really hard time because I've just been so tired, but I felt lazy, but like I keep powering through. And now because I get that this happens every single month before I get my period, I just like take a day. Yeah. You know, and I've stopped giving myself a hard time. I'm like, that's amazing because your body's getting ready to like basically have something die inside and let go of it. And it takes up so much energy. And of course, you shouldn't be calling yourself lazy or giving yourself a hard time because you feel tired and your body's starting to ache you know so I think there's a big conversation to be had more generally about the stigma around being lazy like if I sound offensive it's because I am but like (laughs) I was talking to my therapist about this yesterday and I said you know sometimes I joke and say that I'm lazy but actually I just really like a slow pace of life you know what I mean that like like I think as a society as well you know if somebody is tired or if somebody just doesn't want to do something we're really like oh you're being lazy it's like, well, actually, no, like I only get one life. And if I don't want to spend that my whole life running around, that's fine. Yeah, I've noticed that here in Singapore, like I do a monthly meditation circle. I, I teach it and the women that come to my circle are all at least 10 years younger than me. And at the beginning of every session, we talk about how their work is going, how they feel, if they feel anxious and like every single one of these 20 year olds feels so so uncomfortable and anxious with their life and so stressed out they're like we just we're taught that we should not stop working yeah and the more we work the better we are yeah you know and that's like you guys are 20 like 22 that's not a that's not how you should be starting out your amazing life having this dictated to you it's so hard there was a feature in I think it was either BuzzFeed or Refinery29 I'll link it in the show notes but it was about millennial burnout and it was actually somebody sent it to me and I was kind of like oh like another article about millennials and then I started reading it and it was essentially going no wonder we're all really stressed and really anxious you know to the point that I think older generations like my mom loves saying things like we didn't even know what stress was and you're like yeah but also because you had one job Like you went to your job from nine to five, you got paid on time. And when you left your job, you weren't on email, you weren't on social media, you didn't, you weren't expected to keep up with it. And you weren't expected to keep promoting yourself. You you know, you you weren't updating your LinkedIn every month. You weren't always on. And this article really made me kind of forgive myself, I think, for feeling guilty for feeling stressed, if you know what I mean, which is ridiculous, like guilt on top of stress. So the ILO tampons, because they're made of organic cotton, are they compostable or how did how does the disposal work yeah so it's the same so basically like you should never be flushing any sanitary product down the toilet that's a big big no-no for anybody who doesn't know that but because they're only made from one natural material they're completely biodegradable so you put them in your bin as normal and when they go to a landfill they're just biodegrade like they don't take a specific temperature they're just like a plant-based biodegrading which is really nice for me to think about and like all of our packaging is recycled or it's made from recycled material or it's recyclable there's one thing in our packaging that can't be recycled because the technology is not there to make it recycled so because of that that's why um 50 of our profits are going to help fight plastic in the oceans because i was like if i'm creating a problem i need to also be doing something about it like it's not enough for me just to be like well everything else is good so 
There you go. So yeah, so when you use an ILO tampon, it's free from everything, everything. No nasties, no chemicals, no toxins, no stray plastic fibers. It's just 100% pure organic cotton, certified organic cotton. And it's biodegradable. And does that mean, I remember reading a feature a couple of years ago about toxic shock syndrome, and I had always thought that toxic shock syndrome was something that happened because of the insertion of a foreign body into your vagina. Whereas then when I read this article, they were like, no, it's actually to do with the chemicals in tampons. Can you say that these don't like won't cause toxic shock syndrome? Or, you know, do they have to go through a certification process to say that? Or how does that work? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so toxic shock syndrome is basically a number of factors. One is the chemical aspect, which we don't have. Two is the fact that most women actually use the wrong size tampon for their flow. So when you get a normal box of tampons, it comes in like medium, regular, super, super plus, right? And you might get 20 tampons in a box. They're all one size. But who, if you've had your period, you know that no day is the same flow size. No, so not like, even from morning to night even. For like for exactly. Me. Yeah, no, absolutely. So basically what happens is when you put a foreign object in your body like a tampon, it doesn't just absorb the blood, it absorbs all your n- natural vaginal fluid. And what happens is if you use the wrong size tampon, which is any, like you basically should be using the lowest absorbency yeah. for that flow. So what happens is when you put in the wrong size tampon, it not only absorbs all the blood, but it absorbs all the natural like lubrication in your vagina, which means that if your tampon is too big, it creates these tiny little tears inside your vaginal wall, which then bits of blood stay in, bacteria starts happening, and it's basically a kind of toxin that occurs. So it's to do with chemicals and it's also to do with using the right size tampon so ILO boxes for that reason are like various absorbencies in each box because that's yeah because like again it's really sore if you use the wrong size tampon like if you've got if you've just started let's say like for me I start really light so if I use a high absorbency like I need for the middle two days, for example, like it kills. Oh, we it's all know. It's really, really we painful. All know. And like sometimes you're just like, I'd rather leave that in there forever than risk. The, yeah, exactly. The you're like taking it out. Exactly. You know, but so that's that's one of the reasons that we wanted to do like multi absorbencies per box, because like it is about getting educated again and using the right size for your flow. So I cannot at all say that my tampons will not give you toxic shock syndrome, but they're much better for your body and a reduced risk of toxic shock syndrome than using mainstream ones that are full of chemicals and the wrong size. Okay, okay, I get you. And then, so what do you think is going to be, I mean, I know it's very early days, so you haven't launched yet, but what's the plan? Is it to expand to doing like pads? Are you going to do menstrual cups? I know you mentioned biodegradable nappies. What would be the kind of pipe dream for you to to end up producing with ILO? So we do do pads already, actually, but like because the market's not massive for pads, I don't promote them much as, as much as I do tampons. I would love to get into reusable pads and menstrual cups, but still the majority of women around the world use tampons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
or like normal sanitary pods and that's either because they don't want to use menstrual cups they find it icky or culture religious reasons Mm -hmm. so like tampons is the main product right now let's say the hero product but what i would love to have happen eventually is i would love to hold um worldwide women retreats where they get back in tune with their body and they learn about food for your menstrual cycle movement for your menstrual cycle you know lots of different things to do with just getting back in tune with your menstrual cycle and um, we'd also love to start doing an educational program as well in schools going into schools and teaching boys and girls about menstrual cycles That'd be and amazing. like i mean I feel yeah, like, like Ireland so... wouldn't be the place to start with that, really. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I don't amazing. think it is. <laughs> um, we actually have a school here in Singapore that we're doing that with. So I'm so delighted Singapore oh, is getting on board already. And then the other 50% of our profits actually goes back to fighting period poverty. So that would be like a major goal is basically eliminating period poverty, which is massive. I know that's like a huge goal, but at least start, you know, in Ireland, for example, like... of 17 to 25 year olds struggle to afford menstrual products month after month. Like that is not okay. No. And, and actually I remember one day, a couple of months ago, I went into the spa near, near where I was working at the time in uh, Dublin 8. And it was, it's kind of in like a kind of inner city area. And I went in, I was looking for tampons and I realized they were behind the till. And I had this moment where I was like, why are they behind the till? So people have to ask them. That's really awkward. You know, for people who are paranoid, I'm not like, I was walking up going, have those tampons, please. Super. Um, (laughs) You know, because I kind of feel like if I'm happy to talk about it, I should, you know, make it. I don't know, like, I I like the idea that younger girls would see me asking for tampons and be like, oh, look, you know, she's not embarrassed about that. But afterwards, I realised they're behind the till because people rob them because they can't afford them. Like, it's so horrific. Yeah. And like the stuff people use, it just breaks my heart. Like, it really breaks my heart. And Ilo was really like that moment of I don't want Molly to grow up in a world like this and Mm. I don't want any other kid to grow up in a world like this like you know girls missing school they miss about 145 days of school which puts them behind massively if you think about that when you're 13 14 15 16 like that is just huge so you know that is a massive aim for ILO is like we start to get that going like we are just at the moment currently in talks with a couple of period poverty charities who will be our main beneficiaries I don't know how you say that yeah there you go that's the right word (laughs) that's a word for for our donation because I want to make sure that the people we're giving it to are like actually doing something with it so yeah but apart from that like I'm not doing this to make a fortune like of course I want to have a nice lifestyle but you know it's more a social enterprise rather Mm -hmm. than this is like going to be sold for 10.7 billion in 10 years time like yeah I get you that's not a dream for me and are you so so how are you setting up initially are you doing you're doing crowdfunding for the initial run yeah I am so basically my manufacturer I have everything sorted my manufacturer has given me like a pre- little bit which is really good of them because they don't normally do that so that I can use that around the launch to do like giveaways and competitions and ambassadors and stuff like that but we need to raise money um to make our first initial payment because like I need to buy basically 500,000 boxes of tampons Mm -hmm. to, (laughs) to start this and of course like I have savings but 
because I'm more of a social enterprise and because I believe that this is such a massive thing that needs to happen in people's lives. Like, I fully believe that a community will will get behind me. Yeah, I mean, it kind of makes sense to open help. it up and go, let's all get on board with this concept and this idea. Yeah, like, I speak to mums regularly and they're like, oh, yeah, my daughter's about to get her period. You know, like, yeah, they yeah, haven't yeah. even made that connection yet. And it's like, your daughter is just starting out. Like, you feed her organic food. You make sure you're worried about what skincare she has in the shower. You know, like, mm. all of the stuff. But when we're actually talking about wellness and like health your menstrual second can tell you so much about your health yeah of course. and your vagina is the most absorbent part of your body so like it doesn't really matter what food you're putting in your body or like the skincare you're using if you're still stuffing toxins and chemicals up your vagina month after month for years after years you know so like i am really trying to change that whole conversation and be like yeah, that's great. You care about wellness. Have you thought about this part of it? Yeah. You know, and the reaction that I get is like, oh, no, I haven't. You know, like the amount of yogis or Pilates teachers or all that kind of stuff that I meet, they just haven't, who are really into wellness. Yeah, yeah, and who just haven't thought about this, that part of it. Yeah, exactly. Push smoothie bowls and all that kind of stuff. Like they just haven't thought about it at all. That's so interesting. So how can people support you? Do you do you have a GoFundMe? Yeah, so I do. Yep. Um I will give you the link. And we're also on Instagram, which is ilo.women. And we have a website which is ilolove.com. Ilolove.com. Um, so all okay. Of, yeah. So all of those things there are helping. You can buy a subscription, you can donate to the GoFundMe page, you could buy yourself and your all your mates a subscription that would be amazing you can share it on your instagram you can tell everyone about it essentially try to open up conversations around periods and menstruation with your friends like use this as a tool to go oh did you hear about this woman who's doing this let's all talk about our periods over dinner and that's the thing like i'm not asking you to you know have spaghetti bolognese with your dad and shout about bleeding but I am asking you just to even talk to your girlfriend for example Mm. like it's we're all going through this so yeah you know what's you know what's so interesting the second to last time I had a period I basically had like the biggest clot I've ever had in my entire life and I took a photo of it and sent it to three of my friends going is this normal so that's the, that's the kind of conversations that we have. I love it. I think I did yeah. a like warning. I'm about to send you a gross photograph. And I was like, is, <laughs> like, is this normal? Has this ever happened to you? Because I was literally going, oh my God, I'm dying. I'm like, this is some X-Files shit here. Like something has, you know, laid eggs inside me and I'm going to die. And they all wrote back and they were like, no, no, that's totally normal. I've had that before. And I was like, oh, I've just obviously been really lucky. Jet, thank you so much for taking the time to chat to me on how to be sound. And how can people follow you as well as Ilo? So you're on Instagram, Twitter. So I'm on Instagram and Twitter. It's just Jet Verdi, no spaces or anything. And I do have a website, but like Ilo's taken over my life. So that's kind of useless now. <laughs> yeah, but that's also um, where you want to direct people at the moment. Yeah, exactly. Okay, brilliant. Thank you so much for taking the time. And thank you all for listening to How To Be Sound. If you're not already subscribed, please do that wherever you're listening to this. You can rate and review on iTunes. And did I mention that February is my birthday month? So you consider your review a very generous birthday gift. If you'd like to support me 
and ILO. You can become a patron of mine at patreon.com slash Rosemary McCabe. And for the month of February, I'm going to be giving 50% of my patronage, which I think at the moment is like the like 100% is $506. So I'll be giving $250 to ILO. Or if you become a patron for the month of February, you could bump that up and ILO could end up getting way more. So you can do that at patreon.com slash Rosemary McCabe. Thank you also to my producer, Liam Garrity, who is multi-talented and also has his own podcast, Meet Your Maker, which is wonderful, brilliant. You can follow that anywhere you listen to podcasts or meetyourmaker.ie. It's called Meet Your Maker. I'd also like to thank everybody who supports me on Patreon. And if you don't, you can do so from as little as a dollar a month. So think of it as like a little tip jar. If you like what I do and you would give me a euro for it, then throw a dollar in the jar. Patreon.com slash Rosemary McCabe with an A on my Mac. You'll get money diaries. You'll get mini episodes of the podcast. You'll get personal essays and you get random mother crap that I put on Patreon, which is pretty much everything that I do nowadays. Don't put anything on my blog because I just don't want to. If you are a patron at the $6.66 level or higher, it used to be $3.33, but we've gone up in the world, you will get your name read out by me at the end of every episode of How To Be Sound. And without further ado, I would like to say thank you to Shauna O'Hara, Marita Leonard, OCM, Helen Queeley, Martina Janaki, Stephen Harding, Kira Norton, Sandra Cashman, Katrina Kenley, Neveni Gowan, Cara Murphy, Rachel Kelly, Joanne, Tara Flynn, Dolores Mee, Sharon Lennon, Eva McBride, Sinead Vegan, Gail, Katia Valadao, and Elena Hogan. And thank you so much for listening. Catch you next time. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm-hmm.